Thank you for listening to this edition of the Christian Car Guy podcast. It's brought to you by Mr. Quick Pick Lock and Road. Mr. Quick Pick is the opportunity for you to start your own roadside assistance business. If you have more investment energy than investment capital, stop working for someone else. Mr. Quick Pick Lock and Road is the opportunity to have your own home-based business, working directly with auto clubs and leveraging a national brand and marketing strategy. Mr. Quick Pick helps people who have run out of gas, lock their keys in their car, or need a jump start. An A-plus rated company with a better business bureau and the three-time winner of the Member's Choice Award for customer service. This could be the chance you've been looking for to serve others at the point of crisis and even share your walk with Christ. So whether you're looking for a business opportunity or in need of emergency roadside assistance, choose Mr. Quick Pick Lock and Road, mrquickpick.com. Now sit back and enjoy this podcast of the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. time for Christian Car Guy Theater. With today's episode, Jailhouse Justice, Part 6. Previously on Jailhouse Justice, Bad Brad has been recaptured and is back in the hospital. That's the good news. The bad news is that the nefarious Noir is now planning to move next door to Nahum's garage with Noir's business, a fine-fit auto parts plant. You might wonder why Noir and his sidekick Lou aren't afraid of being recognized by Brad's daughter Christy since they did, after all, kidnap her. But Noir and Lou had disguised themselves when they were with Christy, but that set up Noir's arch-rival crime boss Angelo and his lackey Vinny to take the rap for kidnapping Christy. And now some more good news. Sheriff Kramer is finally back from Denver, and his deputy Eustace, well, let's just say, Eustace, you got some splaining to do. <laughs> well, Sheriff... Welcome back. I just can't tell you how good it is for you to, to be back. Everybody missed you so much, especially me. Well, thanks, Eustace. But I'm still flabbergasted about what's happened since I've been away. I mean, according to Georgina, you've had a jailbreak, a kidnapped dog, not to mention a kidnapped girl in Glenhaven that turns out to be Bad Brad's daughter. And now Brad is back in the hospital? Maybe I just need to go back to Denver, because I understand you handled more in the last week than we did in the last two years. Well, Sheriff, I, I think you're still a little bit lightheaded from being a mile high. Yeah, I mean, you were the one that locked up Brad to begin with before you left. And let me tell you, lots of prayers have been answered since, since you were gone. And now, finally, the biggest prayer for me was my prayer for you to get back. Uh, remember, I, I learned the hard way that, that the head that bows ducks the bullet? Yeah, it's H-T-B-D-T-B. -T -B. Yeah, it's a little shortcut for it. Head bow, duck bullet. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I remember, Eustace. But I want you to know how proud I am of the job you did here. It takes great faith, Eustace, to believe God is with you in such life-and-death situations. And you confronting Brad again after he almost killed you took phenomenal courage which really shows how your faith in the Lord is growing. But Eustace, let's talk about this kidnapping business. What in the world is this about Brad's daughter and some crime boss named Angelo and his Minion Vinny? What do we have on them? And, 
How are you keeping Christy safe? Okay, Sheriff. Now, here's the scoop about Angelo and Vinny. Now, the state trooper guys say they were the ones who grabbed Christy and then took him. As Eustace and the sheriff fall into the Noir's trap to go after Angelo and his minion Vinny, the Noir himself has come to town to meet with Nahum about purchasing the property for their new fine-fit auto parts plant next to Nahum's garage. Howdy there, fellers. I'm guessing you must be Mr. Blackwood. Ah, good morning. Call me Eldon. And this here's my assistant, Otto. Sure is a peaceful place here. It's all right if I call you Nahum? You betcha, young feller. Nahum. Hmm. Were you named after the Old Testament prophet or the Nahum of Capernaum, Peter's hometown? Boy, how do you know your Bible there, Eldon? My mama was so fascinated by that story in the Bible where, you know, those friends lowered the man through the roof at Capernaum so Jesus could heal him. She loved that story so much, she even fancied that man's name to be Nahum. Since Capernaum in Hebrew means Nahum's village, naturally, when I came along, well, Nahum it was. Yeah, that's quite a story. Jesus caught everyone by surprise when he told that crippled man his sins were forgiven, even before Jesus healed them, especially the Pharisees. Those Pharisees uh, don't like Jesus too much, you know? But I can see why your mother loved it. And speaking of loving it, you know, Nahum, that property over there is the perfect acreage for what we need for a completely pollution-free, fight-fit auto parts plant. And, hey, it would make a great addition to the Beaver County employment possibilities. We're talking 125 jobs here. 125 jobs? Well, if that don't beat all. Sounds great, Eldon. By the way, my friends, they kind of call me Nahum. That's the way my mama pronounced it. I'll bet you say it the Bible way. Yeah, that's right, Nahum. Nahum is the Hebrew pronunciation. Nahum is more uh, Americanized. But when in America, Nahum it is. It's a real pleasure to meet a man that knows his Bible. Looks like the Noir has Nahum eating right out of his hand. Later that day, the Noir and Lou discuss their strategy. Uh, gee, boss, uh, hey, it, it's like taking candy from a baby with this name character. <laughs> hey, hey, where did you get all that Bible stuff? I, I didn't know you knew nothing about any of that. Yeah, <laughs> Christianese. I spotted that cross on his sign, and with a name like that, hey, I figured fish in a barrel. Sea of Galilee fish at that. <laughs> I told you, I'm a genius. Hey, boss, you'll have that alley chicken a week. Tops, I guarantee it. Ha! Allie Perkins. She's just a means to an end. It's a grandfather, Bob Perkins, I need. You know, years ago, he invented a rubber compound that lasts twice as long as conventional rubber, tires, wiring insulation, and things like that. I could have made millions, but he wouldn't share the plans with anyone. He said it would never, what, uh, biodegrade, and it would hurt the environment, please. A real tree hugger, hey boss? Yeah, I tried and tried to get the formula out of him. I even put the squeeze on his son. Fifteen years ago, I was trying to make his son Bob Jr. an offer he couldn't refuse. And he and his wife were killed trying to get away. Ran off the road. That's why Allie lives with her grandparents. Yep, Bob Jr. should have cooperated. But Bob Perkins Sr. never had a clue what happened. So I just figured I'd bide my time till that little girl, Allie, and Bob got close. And I think the time has come, you know what I mean? I think this will be a great negotiating tool. 
<laughs> Meanwhile, Jimmy, hearing that the sheriff is back, figures he can finally get his Jeep back from Eustace and stops by to pick it up. Hey, Sheriff, we're all so glad you're back. I know you guys must be busy catching up, but Eustace, can I finally get the keys back to my Jeep? Eustace? Well, that's right. It's nail on the Jeep. That's right, Sheriff. Well, I was commandeering vehicles. I had to. It was within my rights as a sworn officer of the law. It's right here in the police manual, Article 6. Let's see. It says here... I'll find it for you, Sheriff. Just give me a second. It's okay, Eustace. You did a great job while the Sheriff was gone. But can I get my keys? Sure, Jimmy. Here you are. Thank you. Jimmy cranks up his Jeep and Fernando Fuel Injector starts spraying. Hey, you guys under the hood. You ought to let me pray for a change, huh? My prayers could inject some uh, much-needed reverence around here. Just what are you employing, Buster? Yo, time tensioner. Hey, 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 when did we get a fuel injection system? <laughs> oh, see, sí, muy gracioso, very funny, very funny. Well, it's no wonder we get into all the trouble we do. Mosley Motor Oil and Gracie Gas Tank. The way you gringos approach the Lord, psh, never one single D or thou. No reverence. Not right, not right. Mm-mm. Tune in next month for the next exciting episode of Jailhouse Justice, right here on Christian Car Guy Theater. Now, here's Danny Dipstick and Randy Radiator to review today's episode. <laughs> Randy. It would appear that everyone in this episode is on a blind date, not looking good. <laughs> You're right, Daddy. Deception is running rampant. The sheriff and Eustace think Angelo and Vinny are Christie's kidnappers. Nahum thinks Mr. Blackwood is a Christian. Mr. Nahum doesn't even know it's not Mr. Blackwood, but the noir, and he's certainly up to no good. Then there are all the car parts taking sides in a ridiculous argument. The scary thing is that in my life and in your life, Danny, this example doesn't even scratch the surface of the deception we really live under, which is the very reason we need to cling to the only truth we know, the Bible, and offer our prayers to the one who is the truth. I can hardly wait to see how the Lord works through this deception. He always seems to find a way, Daddy. <laughs> Randy, that new R character's asset seems to be his liability. <laughs> Get it, Randy? His liability. I can hardly wait to see what happens. Well, you have to wait till next month, Danny, to see if, <laughs> if they write in a prescription for an emergency defibrillator. <laughs> D-Fib. See you later. <laughs> Say goodbye, Daddy. <laughs> See you later, Radiator. We won't hesitate to break down the garden gate. There's not much time left today. Good morning and welcome to Christian Car Guy Radio. This morning I'm Jerry Mathis with Ray's Body Shop and Record Service sitting in for Robbie. Uh, usually I'm here and he's my partner, but uh, this morning he is taking a trip. So we're behind the wheel and I hope we're going to have a great show this morning. Also in the studio with me is Darren DeWitt with uh, Colors Edge. We're going to talk a little bit about you know the industry as far as supplies to the body shop and also just the supplies that is available just to individuals in, you know, doing the stuff at home on their own. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about some training and how important that is. And also with uh, 
Colors Edge. They've had a, I think, been a busy year this year, and they've, uh, Darren. I think y'all got a lot of things going on, don't you? Oh yeah, yeah. We've uh, we've uh, built a, a new facility and over here in Winston Salem, and uh, it's 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 been a challenge and a blessing. All right. Well, we're going to get to that, but first we have Sam with uh, Ford Motor Company. I'm going to go ahead and. I'm trying to get Sam. Sam, do you hear me? Okay, Sam, do you hear me now? I do, sir. How All are right. You? Well, I hear there's a lot of changes also with the Ford Motor Division, and particularly I think you're going to talk about the Expedition. Um, yes, sir. Uh, we've got a 2018 uh, Ford Expedition that's going to be coming uh, probably closer to the end of fall but we wanted people to be thinking about it because right now with uh, Labor Day being one of the last uh, summer travel uh, times for families as well as back to school and you know if you get tagged for carpool duty uh, and you have a three-row vehicle you're a pretty popular person now the key with the expedition and I think uh, where I feel comfortable as a as a dad of three, and I and I know some of those uh, National Lampoon Vacation movies look like a documentary to me, based on some of the rough road trips we've been on. I've been there this before. Vehicle, <laughs> yes, sir. These vehicles um, do probably the best job from the second row to the cargo area back for the vehicles in their uh, in their class, sport utilities, large sport utilities, and that's a very popular item right now uh, for for consumer auto sales. Yeah, and, and I know y'all talked about one of the things, which I, the connectivity that's uh, available in the expedition, because I know when I load up, and especially when my daughter was younger and friends were, you know, it was everybody fighting over that one one plug-in. <laughs> that's right. And, you know, it, it's funny. I, I think some of these vehicles have uh, more connectivity than uh, my first apartment did. I mean, we've got Wi-Fi hotspots that uh, are supported with, they could support 10 different devices at once from up to 50 feet away from the vehicle. So, you know, kids and devices these days with easy access to games or movies, friends, um, you know, it becomes a very quiet ride and a stress-free ride if you're on the road for a few hours with those, uh, with the kids are occupied. Also in that second row, uh, to kind of help with that connectivity, or at least a, a product of that, a byproduct of it, is we have two rear seats um, uh, headrest viewing screens. They are on the, uh, the second row seat facing uh, those passengers. Much like if you get on a plane and you know you're going for a long uh, flight, it's always a relief to see those because you know it's, it's a great way to uh, fill the time, uh, catch up. And uh, PlayStation never looked as good as it does on those two screens. So uh, there's some pretty happy kids out there. Yeah, and then just the other piece that I, when I was sort of reading over some of the stuff, is just the uh where you can fold down the seats and basically use it as a, a cargo van now, in, in in a sense. Oh my goodness, it, that is actually my fa one of my favorite features because in the back cargo area, you'll see a series of buttons, and those buttons are configured like the rows of the seats. Well, in pushing those various buttons in in, in different configurations, you can bring it down to a 60-40-40 40 split, uh, bringing these seats down so you do have that flat load floor. Um, if you have the extended version, which is our Expedition Max, you can fit a 4x8 piece of plywood in there and still shut the tailgate when closing that based on uh, yet another inch uh, more over our current model that the 18 will have. 
Wow, that sounds exciting. And, and just the drivability or also the rideability maybe is a better way to put it. I mean, it just seems like mm-hmm. now you're just more of a more comfort into that vehicle. Well, absolutely, and you know, I'm uh, I'm five foot nothing, right? So I need to run and start to jump up into some of these larger <laughs> vehicles. But I'll tell you what, the thing that you hit on is exactly right. The drivability, uh, it feels very car-like, and you have uh, with the 18 Expedition, you have the ability on the turn of a dial to dial in specific road conditions that you feel uh, are coming. So let's say, for example, it's a rainy day or a rainy evening, and you you put on the slippery mode on that dial, the suspension adjusts to give you that much more traction or that much more stability uh, to get you there safely. And if you're in muddy condition, same deal. You're able to turn that dial, and it gets you into these different modes that uh, help you with the drive. Hey, sounds great. And, you know, I'm just glad you called in this morning to be able to hear a little bit about the, the new expedition. And when is when will it be on the car lot, and can you go purchase uh, probably the Probably end of November. All right. Sounds great. And once again, thank you for calling in. Before I let you go, one thing. What's the one feature that you think is, for you, the most important feature in that vehicle? Here's the one I love. It's the second row seat. And that second row seat has the ability to not only flip forward, but because of that flat load floor provided by the independent rear suspension, the track is longer. Therefore, that seat can flip farther forward and allow for greater access to the third row. It's great to have a third row. But if you can't get y'all back there, uh, it kind of it doesn't serve the purpose. So this, with a push of a button and a flip, you could even keep a baby seat in there, not have to take the baby seat out to flip the seat. Now, I would recommend taking the baby out. That's probably a good <laughs> idea. Um, but but the idea that that can fold that much forward and allow that much greater access to the third row with the ease of a button, uh, I'm a big fan of ease in my old age, so uh, I, I, that's my favorite. I'll guarantee there'll be a lot of parents that will agree with you on that because if you ever had young kids crawling over each other trying to get to that, that third row back yeah, there you're, you're already and the punching that on goes on. Now, right? <laughs> hey, great for calling in. Glad you gave us a call and look forward to seeing the, the, the new expedition on the car lot and out on the road soon. And once again, thank you for giving us a call. Well, thank you for letting me be on. Bless you guys. Thanks. All right. Thank you. All right. Take care. Okay, once again, we'll be right back with uh, Darren. We're going to talk a little bit of paint and and training and all that goes to that and also some car trends as far as the paint industry and the automotive industry and some 12 things not to do or never to do to your vehicle. Once again, this is a call-in show. Give us a call, 866-348-7884. All right, once again, welcome back to Christian Car Guy Radio. I'm Jerry Mathis with Ray's Body Shop and Record Service in the studio with Darren DeWitt. We're going to be talking a little bit of cars. I'm also going to keep our hands and our eyes on the road, okay? <laughs> well, right off the bat, I'm going to, I had, I said I was going to do 12 things to never do to your car. And I'm going to go ahead and knock a few of those off, Darren. Jump in there whenever I go through them and why we shouldn't do these things to our car. The first thing is never put off recommended maintenance on your vehicle mm-hmm. pretty simple why should you know <laughs> how easy is that to do i mean that 
oil changes, you know, checking your fluids. So many people just put it off. And then we see the results of that by, especially on our end, the towing industry, because we're towing those cars in left and right where they broke down on the side of the road. Uh, another thing never do, never ignore any warning lights on your dash. There's a reason for those lights. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you don't you don't want to just stick some tape over them and or just pretend they're not there because I mean then you get big repair bills coming down the road and this comes from a guy that has a fleet of vehicles and you know when not when when my drivers kind of ignore those lights because they sometimes feel it's not their car sometimes and all of a sudden it just breaks down on them and we're calling Ray's uh, uh, body shop and record service to come tow our car back to the store and. That's when we realize that, hey, these lights serve a purpose. Yeah, it's easy to just over, overlook them. Uh, number three thing, never rev your engine during the winter on a cold, cold startup. And you know what? Never rev your engine when you first crank the car up anytime. It doesn't necessarily have to be during the winter. You know, the, the vehicle, the engine, the oil is not circulating, and you can do some real damage to a vehicle by revving the engine. You think that by revving it up, you're heating it up and warming it up, Really, you're just doing a lot of damage there. Fourth thing, never run your gas tank down to empty. Hmm. You know, and I'll admit, I've, I've done this one a time or two. <laughs> and, you know, what happens is when you run your gas tank down to empty, what's in the bottom of that gas tank, Darren? Uh, a lot of uh, dirt sludge oil uh, sometimes any 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 kind of contaminants that have been in that gas settle down to the bottom of that tank and then that starts really kind of making that fuel pump uh, really really work over time get plugged up and then now you've got even a, a bigger issue yeah you're going to be having to replace fuel pumps you're going to have all your filters will be clogged up plus the damage of running that stuff through the engine it messes up the firing of the vehicle you're putting uh you know more particles inside the engine so you know just never run that thing low go ahead and keep you know I, the, probably the the best thing to do is try to keep it never let it get down past uh i like to keep it at a quarter tank i mean my my mom told me growing up you know quarter tank hits it's time to go find a gas station and go fill up yeah once you get it in your mind that that's empty then then it's no different than it being empty so exactly it's the mindset the the other thing too is is when you're pulling into these gas stations now um with the ethanol gas and the e85 and now they got what e15 or e10 or or anything like that some of the newer vehicles definitely take that um but that's a really kind of a, a almost uh from the service departments and stuff, they say it's more like a dirty gas, and so that makes it even that much more critical to make sure you're changing your oils and, and doing uh, mate, regular maintenance on your on your car. But two, if you've got an older vehicle, you know you can get kind of sideways seeing those those options at the fuel pumps now because they do a good job of putting signs on there. But you know, there's a lot of times when you pull up and some of that gas is. Uh, I know going into sheets, for example, some of that gas is. Uh, like a dollar a gallon now or something with the e e5 or whatever that is and uh it winds up you know it could be tempting to 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 look at that sometimes and uh but always know your car and and know what it takes um with fuel and to that point something that is easy to overlook and not think about is the fact you get a new driver we've got kids learning to drive and go out 
start filling, putting gas in the car the first time for themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, now there's so many options there. You need to make sure because you would be amazed how many cars we have to go pick up that somebody accidentally put diesel fuel in a, in oh, a car. And, yeah. you know, they're right there and you just don't think about it. So it's always a good thing to do. Well, Darren, we're going to get back a little bit about Color's Edge and what's going on. Tell us a little bit what's happening with your company over the last year. Well, we've we've been very blessed um, over the last several years to, with uh, with growth and, and everything like that. Uh, so the last uh, about year or so, we've uh, purchased a, a building down in Winston-Salem to help uh, expand our area a little bit. Uh, we wound up uh, getting a very nice building and remodeling it. And uh, we've been uh, spending about the last year kind of uh, – uh, working on that, getting moved in, uh, trying to get it. Uh, we're trying to forecast, you know, everything that we could possibly do to help service our customers, uh, the different collision centers in the area, um, such as having a conference room for training. And I know we'll get into that because uh, we're a big believer in, in training uh, both ourselves and our customers to make sure that the best possible service gets gets on down the line to the end user. And, um, uh, but it's 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 definitely been a challenge trying to uh, uh, build uh, almost from scratch on some stuff. So it's 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 been a real challenge for for us and for our guys. But uh, we've worked uh, um, overtime, and and my guys have really have have, have done a fantastic job this past year on trying to uh, uh, keep up with our growth and, and making sure that our customers get a uh, hundred you know get a hundred percent service. Uh, make sure that uh, we're performing the best that we can be, um, and they've they've done a fantastic job during that time, and uh, it's just kind of an exciting time right now for for us um, uh, across the board there. And y'all are a distributor, Platinum. First, tell me what a the company paint company you distribute for, and then also what's the difference? Because I know there's distributors in every city and town, but some that distribute for PPG or distributors and wholesalers but then there's also platinum dealers and what's kind of the difference yeah um i want to say about 20 25 years ago pbg came out with a program called platinum distribution or a platinum distributor uh one of their goals on that was because there's there's a lot of paint distributors um uh, all across the united states and a lot of them carry different lines um ppg is the one that we do uh some do both ppg and say like basf or uh, what used to be called DuPont is now called Exalta um, and everything like that. And, and what PBG had seen, and, and you see it in the other paint companies too a little bit, but they saw that, um, you know, the, the emphasis on their, on their product, on what their services can be to the, to the end user wasn't really being addressed um, as, as much as they would like it to be across the board. So they came out with a program to where we're single line. That's all we distribute is is PPG paint, uh, automotive paint, industrial paint, uh, light industrial cust- uh, coatings, and, and stuff of like that. So, and and they've given some us some advantages with the platinum network, um, and with both product availability and uh, different uh, access to training. So, because PPG sees that. You know we're making we're making a commitment because we're an independent you know owned company we're not owned by them or anything like that so we're we're making a choice to use them uh, to our customers so in response they're making a commitment over to us and and giving us different opportunities that uh, aren't necessarily available to uh, our dual line competitors um, so it's 
it's a fantastic network. PBG really uh, puts a lot of emphasis behind it, um, and a lot of and, and you've seen uh, yourself uh, that a lot of different programs that we've been able to come out with uh, are, are there to to enhance uh, the body shop uh, experience because we know like anything. Customers don't want to come into a body shop. <laughs> so, uh, and when you, yeah, when a customer walks at the door of, of our shop at any other body shop, I mean they're in the middle of a crisis. Exactly. I mean, and so, that point you just have to make sure you put yourself in their shoes and and understand what they're going through. As we talked about with with, with Colors Edge and other uh, retail markets, a lot of times people think that those are the just set up for body shops to be able to go in and purchase and get some knowledge and stuff. And when we come back, we're going to fix go to a break. But what I want to do is just speak on the fact of, you know, if you're out there and the do it yourself or are just going to do a project on a weekend to try to do some touch up on your car and, and just the maintenance type of things. Talk about, you know, if y'all can be a resource for that. And also over the next segment, I want to definitely speak a little bit on training and the type of uh, why it's important. I mean, really and truly. It's important now, with as we talked to Ford earlier, man, the technology in cars, not just inside the car and under the hood of a car, but just the bodies of the car, the paint that's put on the car, and the way that car and that material takes paint, it is changing rapidly. Yeah. And without training, it makes it awful tough. And, 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 and as you said, I think you have the facility now that will be able to have training to go on there. And that's Correct. Just, yeah. Yeah, we've we've tried to make a, a an emphasis on that, and I, I'm I'll be happy to get into that on this next segment. All right, once again, uh, Christian Car Guy Radio, and this is a call-in show. Give us a call eight six six three four eight seven eight eight four. Once again, welcome back to Christian Car Guy Radio. And I'm going to real quick sort of run down these remaining 12 things to never do to your car. Uh, next one is never continue driving your car when it is overheating. And I know Darren has experienced this firsthand from his <laughs> drivers. And, uh, you just think I can just drive it if I can just drive it to the next exit or if I can just drive it to the next gas station or... Yeah, try, you know, just they try to limp it along, and it winds up biting you uh, after the fact. So pull over, and you may have just had a water hose, a uh, uh, a heater hose, or something blown. And end of the day, if you keep driving the thing, you're putting an engine in it, which is not a not not a good move. No, no, not at all. We've done that before. And also continuing to drive on the spare tire longer than recommended because, for one thing. They'll blow out. They're not made to go, but really to get to get the tire fixed at the nearest facility to get it repaired. But man, people will get on the road and run those things forever, and 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 they're also unsafe because they mess up the stability of the vehicle. I mean, the steering and the, everything about it. So yeah, the alignment. And then that winds up 
uh, making the other tires wear wrong, and, and now you're replacing four tires soon. Absolutely. And then the other thing I have is never have too much weight on a keychain. And you know what? That's one that people do not realize, and I see it all the time. When people bring their cars in, and then we're taking the key off for their, <laughs> when they leave it, and they have a 10-pound ball of keys on there. I, I gotta admit, I I've been guilty of that. So, <laughs> and, and you think, what what does that do? I mean, you know, it just I keep them all together. But what happens is they'll wear out that switch mm. real quick. So uh, that weight is just 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 eliminate that weight if you can. Yeah. Uh, never neglect washing your car. Just keep the thing clean. It's it's a, it, it'll help you on the resale value, and you'll see the minor things that need to be done, and it just. All in all, it just your paint, your car, your everything will last longer, especially during the winter. Yeah, and what a lot of people don't understand is even when it rains, that's not necessarily clean water sometimes because it's coming through some of the the smog that's in the air, and and that becomes what they you know used to term acid rain. That will start etching into your clear coat and and really dulling out the finish of your vehicle, and and thus reducing the resale value of it. Yep, and never use uh. Never use the brush at the coin car wash uh-huh. and use go through a car wash that has the bristle type. But one thing, the guy that just pulled out of that car wash ahead of you had been mudding the weekend, and so he has all this mud caked in that brush. So then you really do some damage. And same thing with the bristles on the, the drive through car washes. Yeah, it has a tendency to, to uh, you know, do scratches on the paint uh, itself, and, uh, you know, it just it, it causes some, some, some damage on your paint sometimes. Yeah, and you'll see a car that goes through those type of washes because it's just like the shine is basically gone. It's just sort of like, just, yeah. just you know, you deaden the paint because you're basically sanding on it. Uh, never wash your car in direct sunlight. Correct. Yeah, that uh, that's actually a biggie that not a lot of people quite understand sometimes. But uh, with, you know, when you're using water and water spots on the vehicle or anything like that, you know, when the sun is coming down, you know, that's just magnifying the UV onto the paint finish. And 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 same thing with the soap uh, that that people use. You know, sometimes they'll use the wrong soap. Even they'll use uh, dishwashing detergent or 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 I've I've seen some people try to use laundry detergent. So, um, you know, and 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 that stuff just it it it's photo uh, photo reaction, I guess, or whatever they call it, and it. It winds up etching into that vehicle and, and causing more of a problem than than washing it in the shade. Yeah, and you're saying, why? I don't know why I've got all these spots all over my car, and you know, it's that that's in there. It's in, it etches into the clear coat. Other thing to never do, and we see this more than you would ever think you would see it. That's to wash the exterior of the vehicle or spots on if you get bird droppings or sap. Taking a Brillo pad or or <sighs> a soap pad of some kind or you would be amazed how many people come in that have done that and have these big old places about the size of your hand that are dull and they well i was just getting those spots off hopefully most of the time you can hit them re-sand them and buff them and bring it back but sometimes they go so deep one thing you can do is do some refinish work on it yeah because as long as they didn't break through their clear you know you can usually have at least a chance to bring it back but once they break through that clear and hit to that base coat uh, it's there's there's no really saving that and uh number 12 is to never put off the simple things and when i say that is just you know do the simple things because if you don't they'll turn into large say if you see a little chip in the paint you know go ahead and clean it and touch it up if you see 
your door hinges are are, are popping and, and you hear this metal rubbing on metal sound, you know, grease your hinges. Whatever you can do, those those simple things will save you a lot of bucks mm-hmm. moving forward. And and that goes back when I say do the simple things and never neglect them, the touch up and stuff, that goes back to the guys who can do that on a weekend. Is is the shop that or the 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 retail store that sells to the body shops is that a resource that an individual can go to to get some information and some supplies to get the job done yeah a lot, a lot of people think that you know uh, companies like mine and 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 others that uh, we just cater to professionals as far as the body shop and collision center um, but no we actually welcome uh, walk-ins is what we call them uh, do it yourselfers and, and and just people that are you know trying to trying to save some some money to because they've got something just very minute that uh, that they really can do on their own you know we invite them to come in and and that way we can kind of lead them to the correct pro, uh, products to help with their with their uh, certain situation right there and then kind of go step by step uh, to give them the best information to help them be successful at that yeah and and, and you know it's so good to have I mean try to I always say you know relationships is so important if you have that type of store in your area, if it's in the Winston area, I encourage you to, or Greensboro, or Burlington, or or North Wilkesboro, or Boone area, you know, Color's Edge is a perfect resource. I send people down there all the time, and they get the information they need. Or also find a body shop and a mechanical shop that you build a relationship that you can go by every week at Ray's Body Shop and Record Service. Somebody will stop in for a simple question where it's reattaching a molding or touching up something that they can do on their own. I encourage you to do that. And I did want to make sure I didn't, we don't completely run out of time, but with your new facility and in the past, you've always had the emphasis on how important training is because through PPG and, and, and other organizations, y'all have done a lot of training and stuff. And I know we've been involved in a lot of the training and are grateful that y'all do that. But why is that important for the consumer that, People are getting the proper training. Yeah, well, you know, one with the changing technologies, both in the automotive paint and in the automobile, uh, you know, we feel that it is very important that the technicians out there have the state, you know, basically the most current training available to them so that they can be successful in the repair of that vehicle to where they can actually make that vehicle back to, you know, when you bought, you know, first brought it off the lot so um you know so we we try to make uh we actually make a a big emphasis on training making sure that you know our customers you know at least that that the painters are certified in in the paint that they're using um and then and then we actually try to team up with companies like um uh, icar or anything like that to where um you know they could continue getting education as far as what's uh, some of the new stuff, uh, new techniques and everything like that that are coming out with these new vehicles. Yeah, and, and you know what? The big thing is just building relationships. And there's so many things you can do as an individual. One big thing is to pray over it, to make sure, you know what, when you're talking about what to do or where to go get something repaired, you know what, also put that on your daily prayer list because yep. God is going to lead you in the right direction. Darren, I certainly appreciate you coming in this morning. Look forward to all the changes coming in the paint industry down the road because they are changing rapidly. And thank you for your company, Colors Edge. Once again, great being with you this morning. Hope Robbie's having a great morning. And once again, I've been Jerry Mathis with Ray's Body Shop and Record Service in the studio with Darren DeWitt with Colors Edge.